This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> So that they're less vulnerable Good to start. There we go. Now we're recording. This includes allowing well-trained and certified school personnel to carry concealed firearm. It's at some point. There was a specific thing I was looking for. I yeah. don't know that a school is going to be able to hire a hundred security guards that are armed. Plus, you know, I got to watch some deputy sheriffs performing this weekend. They weren't exactly uh, Medal of Honor winners. All right. The way they performed was... Frankly, disgusting. I, th- I think we're getting on to it. They were listening to what was going on. The one in particular, he was then, he was early. Then you had three others that probably a similar deal a little bit later, but a similar kind of a thing. You know, I really believe, you don't know until you test it, but I think I, I really believe I'd run in there even if I didn't have a weapon. <laughs> and I think most <laughs> of the people in this room would have done that too, because I know most of you. But the way they performed was was really a disgrace. Second, we must confront the issue of mental health. Pa- pause it for and a second. Here is pause the it for best a second. example. Uh, That's what I was looking for, though, okay, when he yeah. said he was going to run I, in. I, I want to resume it. But yeah, can you, I, so here's what happens. I imagine like Trump being the, like that narcissist, like that, uh, not narcissist, but what's the name for it? Uh, I can't think of it, but you know. Where you you get obsessed with daydreaming <laughs> and like daydreaming, like you hear a national tragedy, be like, what would I have done in that situation? And all right. of a sudden, you're 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 going through your choreographed karate moves, taking down the shooter in your mind. Yes, yeah, you get wounded in the shoulder, but then oh, you you know you like yeah, you you brush it off and continue to fight. That's uh, hilarious. Like like in some B grade exactly Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just imagine Aren't all it. Marvel movies B grade. C grade. <laughs> Matt on fire. I C love grade it. stands for tremendous. Uh, bringing the heat. Cash, just money. cash grade. Just, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give us your money. Give us your money. Although, give that some money. We're gonna start. We're gonna restart that 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 Trump clip in just a minute. But <laughs> we brought up Marvel, so we have to yeah. talk about Black Panther <laughs> for like half a second. <laughs> it's so. First off, Marvel, the people at Marvel Universe, I, I should say uh, Disney, right? Yeah. Geniuses. Geniuses. Tremendous. You you, you have this story. Very bigly. You introduce this character yeah. like five years ago in the Marvel Universe and in the, in the movies, like the original Avengers or whatever, I think. But wait until racial tensions. <laughs> at an all-time high. And the, abs- the memory that has gone along with the Black Lives Matter and the racial tensions <laughs> and stuff like that until you actually do have... Black people believing that they were Egyptian. Yeah, yeah. And then you release Black Panther, and it's like you know, <laughs> the fourth biggest movie of all time. Is it really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my like, god. Had the, I haven't seen like it. the fourth Don't or fifth it, best but... opening ever for a movie. Um, and like white people didn't didn't go <laughs> the first weekend. Like just big movement among the soy boys to like just not go. So how did how on the did... first weekend? Because so how did the first weekend needed to be reserved for black people. You know. How were they able to hear it? What do you mean? Well, if it was only black people at the movie, I have to assume that... Because <laughs> they talk in movies, man. Mm-hmm. They talk a lot. The black fo- the brothers. Yeah. It's what they're known for. Yeah. 
also big cocks. <laughs> okay. All right. Welcome to Give That Some Thought. I'm trying to broadcasting flagship show. I'm just waiting for like in, in a week from now when all the <laughs> cell phone pirated copies of it come out and like halfway through you're missing parts because Jamal had to call Jaquandrius and talk on a speakerphone loudly in the middle of a. Uh, don't the be theater. rude, Matt. Don't be rude. Listen, um, okay, I'm not a racist. It's just I don't understand. Don't be rude. Anyways, um, yeah, welcome to Give That Some Thought, Trap Out Broadcasting Flagship Show. Brought to you by Black Panther, <laughs> now in theaters. Get your tickets now. Uh, use promo code THOUGHT for uh, a quiet movie with only white people. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm Addison. Joining me is my co-host, Matt. Matt, say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. Uh, while I'm thinking of it, 4chan uh, did this hoax like two weeks ago <laughs> in which they photoshopped the... Uh, like a coupon for Black Panther movie <laughs> saying you could, if you use your EBT card to buy your tickets, you get a free small popcorn. For like some theater in California, like did Marcus they, Theaters. Did yeah, they get, yeah. oh, they got redemptions, who yeah. Got, who got annoyed when they couldn't use their EBT card to buy their tickets, which is, I mean, you can't use food stamp card to buy movie tickets. It doesn't and, work. And to be honest, I hope someone has taken that up with President Trump because sure. it's a damn shame. Yeah. Well, you know, you know <laughs> finances are racist. What can you say? It's true. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, it's just Addison and Matt. Uh, uh, so- exactly. Now that we've got anybody else who would listen to this podcast, they're completely offended. <laughs> they're turning it off. <laughs> now that it's just you and me and no more listeners. That's right. It's just us. Uh, do you want to discuss how we uh, we hoodwinked our, our, our buddy? We just straight up lied to him. <laughs> he was like, what directly to his face? We're recording tonight. No, we're not. Uh, it's been like five straight weeks we've had guests on. and It's been like five straight weeks we've had guests on, three of the, which have been Dano. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and he's a great guest, tremendous. Sure. I'm sure he'll be back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we we lied directly to Dano's face. Well, not to his was, face, to, was, his, well, <laughs> to his phone. But, but it was premeditated. And I didn't. You, um, it was you. It was me because you were sleeping. And your idea. Yeah. I wasn't sleeping. I was it was awake. my was idea. Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was my idea, and then I I went through with it. And he's like, he's like, hey, am I, am I you you, you want to come over tonight, or you know, can we do this or whatever. And I said, we're not recording. <laughs> and yet here we are, dear listeners. How mean? <clears throat> well, How mean? You know, perhaps this is what the show needs—a little bit of uh, drama to yeah. sort of be the catalyst to go forward. You know, plus yeah. it it is so. I listened to uh, the episode from last week all the way through. It's a little crowded with three people. Just a bit. I feel just, like just I feel hair. like maybe uh, that's only because we've haven't recorded. Once we get to 10, 15, 20 episodes with Dana, which I f- I hope we do. Yeah. I think we'll have less of that. Yeah. Um, because I think that's just the natural way of trying to do a podcast in which you have three people with equal mic time. Mm-hmm. It's not you know you and I never do the real interview style thing where you have. One person speaking pretty much the whole time, interspersed with questions yeah. or, or, or segues or what, however. Um, but yeah, once we get a little bit more of a flow down of that dynamic. Well, it's funny be too because I was crowded. thinking of just podcasts that I like and radio shows that I've liked over the years. Like it's it's, it's typically either one or two. Yeah. Like three is not really. And I know you're going to piss and moan, but th- like the only example that I can really think of is like. Uh, Howard, Howard with Robin, and then he would have Artie or whoever else. But that third person was almost an aside. 
Yeah. No, like that's it was, the whole, it wasn't that's like a third. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if we'll get down to something like that or not or whatever. But you could do the morning we'll zoo. Back. You could do the morning zoo type. Uh, you know, four or five people on the show, but there needs to be one person directing traffic and one person talking most of the time. I.e. Your example of Howard Stern, <laughs> yeah. and then him acknowledging other people in the group for their input on whatever topic, um, and that's best how it works. However, um, we don't plan to do any of that. No, not at all. We won't. <laughs> uh, we won't edit our show. No, we won't put we won't. time that's and effort right. into practicing the craft of podcasting. Yep. Here, it give that Absolutely some thought. Not. We we. We give it things a lot of thought, but we give it no effort. <laughs> that's right. None Don't, at all. Give that some thought and no effort. Yeah. That's the show's tagline. That's right. Which is uh, why we're so racist all the time, because it's just lowest common denominator. You know, it's it's easy for it's, us. Yeah, you it's know? low-hanging fruit. Yeah, know? absolutely. We live, it. In, we live in the race relation, race riot capital of the world, St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's true, yeah. Anyways, do you want to uh, do you want me I to do continue playing Yeah, I do want to start this, this, this Trump clip from where you left off. Because as we're talking about the school shooters. Mental health. This kid had 39 red flags. They should have known. They did know. They didn't do anything about it. That was really a bad time, I have to tell you. Nobody bigger for law enforcement than I am. But between the people that didn't go into that school and protect those lives and the fact. If I can stop it real quick, I just want to make one quick note. Yeah. I haven't listened since really like the campaign and like that era. And when we were really big into that whole thing <clears throat> to that summer 2016. Oh, it was. Is it? Don't you look back on that years like fondly? I do. Like, yeah. I'm, I was thinking I, of the honestly, dream that I had. March through <laughs> November. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic time! I can't, I can't wait to do it again. I really can't. Honestly, we're so close. We're like two and a half years away. It's, and I couldn't two be years. more excited. Two yeah. years away. It's true. Before the circus begins again. Oh man! And you have to. You, I think that's the key because you and I have really, really pulled ourselves out to the point where it's like, yeah, n- none of this is going to change my life. Yeah, and and, and has the opportunity to do so. None of so, it actually matters. Yeah, exactly. However, the circus. The spectacle. Grab yourself some peanuts, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. It's, it's a Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show that lasts twelve months. <laughs> it's awesome. It's fantastic. And I'm telling you, man, once you once you get that viewpoint, it it could not be more entertaining. Yeah. I actually really could. I thought the other day I was thinking about that. I'm like, damn, I gotta get. I'm gonna have to get cable by then. <laughs> like, I've <laughs> just right. got internet access, or, or one of the like a, the internet access to one of them or something. Yeah. But, but see, I like to go switch back and forth all you know all the time. <laughs> Matt's I, an old school TV guy. I, I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, and we'll we'll feed that here in just a second too because we're going to talk about our boy mm-hmm. from Missouri. Oh yeah. But anyways, <laughs> that this should have been solved long before it happened. Pretty sad. So we have to confront the issue and we have to discuss mental health and we have to do something about it. You know, in the old days, we had mental institutions. We had a lot of them. We still And you could nab somebody like this because, you know, they did. They knew he was, something was off. You had to know that. People were calling all over the place. (laughs) But you used to be able to bring him into a mental institution and hopefully he gets help or whatever. But he's off the street. <laughs> you can't arrest him, I guess, because he hasn't done anything. But you know he's like a boiler ready to explode, right? So he's, he just, you have to do something. But you can't put him in jail, I guess, because he hasn't done anything. But in the old days, you'd put him into a mental institute. We'll get to that. What is he talking I, about, I, yeah. if you don't mind 
me asking. Oh, this is Trump in his finest form. This is free flow Trump. This is. Is this how he is now though? Because that's this seems incredibly juvenile. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, he's not going to say anything controversial now that he has the job. His, his, <laughs> his controversy and his his ended uh, about November 9th of, of twenty. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, his 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 uh, controversial um, way he was on on stump speeches. Uh, that was that was what won him the election. But now yeah. that he has the job, you know, he's got a he can't say anything because this sounds too like a giant real. nothing burger. Well, yeah, he he's but this is what the president does at a national tragedy. You oh. see, every president f- for two or three generations, you say it's a tragedy. We have to do something about it. Thoughts and prayers are with you or, with, you know, blah, 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 blah. And platitudes on platitudes on platitudes. Mm-hmm. And then. Wait for the next thing. <laughs> Congress is going to draw up some legislation that's going to die in the Senate, mm-hmm. and it'll be that's that's the extent of what will get. Do you think we should do done. something about guns, man? No, I don't. No, nothing at all. No. Not one single thing. No, really. No, not really. Because I'm a gun enthusiast, and I was having conversations with uh, a couple friends of mine and and such since this happened, and. It's it's not black and white for me. Yeah, like I think I think maybe something could be done. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think in several states you can buy from private sell private sales. You know, yeah. Uh, for example, in Missouri or legal, I can go on arms list, contact somebody who has an AR fifteen for sale, and buy it from them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, should should that maybe necessarily be the case? I I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, my libertarian side says yes. Anybody should be able to buy anything that they want from anybody ever all the time um but you know i don't know um that being said i don't think a a majority of guns that have been used in tragedies like this have come from those type of avenues i think they've always bought them legally yeah so you know but also what does that say about that process i don't know i'm I'm open to ideas but okay so for the past couple weeks we haven't been talking about politics very much because all the guests We have been talking about conspiracies very much because of all the guests. Mm. So, is there a conspiracy about this? Now one? let's go into the conspiracy part of it. Um, why? Why don't these shootings, quote unquote, uh-huh. shootings, quote unquote, yeah? Which, uh, you know, I'm, I think that some school shootings are real. Some of them are staged, and some of them are real events that are used as a false flag or as used as uh, some other political football. Mm-hmm. With Parkland, I think we we have a real event. Kids act, did actually die. That is being that was engineered for and is being used as a way to uh, to push that gun debate. Not to disarm the citizenry, mm-hmm. because I don't think that the end game of the whole gun control debate, this false dialectic of gun owners versus people who are for gun control. Um, I don't think it's I don't possible. Think, I don't think it's I don't think it's real. I think it's completely engineered. Um, one of the. Uh, but one one of the arguments that that they have to make is that they need to control guns that are sold legally. Yeah, they need to make tighter and tighter. When you go into a gun shop, it has to be damn tighter near and tighter. To buy a gun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> damn near impossible yeah. to buy a gun yeah. legally. However, in order to promote the violence that we all know that the deep state, the CIA, the government itself wants, they want violence in order to ramp up the military industrial complex and the militarization of the United States police force. Yeah. This is not something that I think can be denied when you look at trends over the past 40 years in militarization and the way, um, you know, uh, the, the way that uh, p- 
police forces in the United States have become in their corruption and, and, and in major cities and stuff. Uh, yeah, so I don't think that they want to get rid of the illegal guns. They want to make it hard and harder and harder and harder for people to legally have a gun. Um. So so, if you if you want to control the narrative and say that okay, we have to control gun shops and you can only buy your guns from certain dealers and certain people when somebody shoots up a school they need to have purchased that handgun or at that rifle at a, at a gun shop and they need to have you know had no waiting period and a right. small background check right in order to push the narrative of we have to crack down on guns being sold legally with background checks to people who are over eight, the age of 18 <laughs> if you do want to change a couple things to the gun gun rules in this country gun laws I think you can't own a gun until you're 21 yeah See, I'm actually um, in favor of that that's, too. That, that's that's something I think would be would be fine. Because if you to can't do. drink until you're 21, it makes sense that you can't buy a firearm yeah. until you're 21. Yeah, you know. Um, and I, fuck it, put put smoking up there too. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. And weed and prostitutes but and fully, weed, everything. Fully else. automatic like, really guns are already illegal. Illegal. That's correct. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as if we want to, I mean. Yeah. Well, and the closest that's been used, I believe, to fully automatic is the bump bump stock, whatever type scenario. But the bump stock the has Vegas only come along shooter. in the past five or ten years from people who are extreme gun enthusiasts mm-hmm. who are like, how can I mod my gun or have a unique mod on my gun? Mm-hmm. And it's the that custom modding crowd, and my brother's a big gun nut, so I know a little bit about this, mm-hmm. but that custom modding group, which is ex- extremely small. That does these things and uses these things and 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 finds ways to have illegal modifi- or legal modifications on weapons mm-hmm. that sometimes allow them to function as a, an illegal weapon, right. i.e., the bump stock turning it into an almost fully automatic. But should those things be illegal? I think if you can prove intent that the the intention is to subvert the law, then yes, it should be illegal. No. However, if the intention is simply to mod modify the gun, um, and you can't prove subversion of the law, then I don't think it should be illegal. It's a hairy issue. It really is, yeah. But the 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 fact that every time we hear about uh, another school shooting, we go after the guns. But gun a gun can't shoot up a school. Yeah. Only a only a shooter can shoot up a school. So so right. maybe another maybe another rule is if you've ever if you've ever ever been on an antidepressant or any other sort of medication in which it can cause wild mood swings or so, something like that is uh, the one common thread of every school something shooter. Something like um, mass shooter, whatever um, you call it. Uh, or the anti-smoking drugs that are. Uh, uh, well, the antidepressants, I think, like Zoloft and but, Xanax. But, but the anti-smoking, like the the, 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 the the drugs that help you get off, like Chantix, okay? Okay. SSRIs? With they, with, they run commercials for it all the time on yeah. TV. Yeah. Okay. And it's always, this will increase your risk of suicidal thoughts. Yeah, and those sorts of things. Yeah. Okay? Which, yeah, you're trying to quit cigarettes. Of course, you're going to you know be a little bit on edge. But if you've ever been prescribed or taken drugs like that, you shouldn't be allowed to buy a gun. If you if you have have been on antidepressants for an extended period of time or are on antidepressants, you shouldn't you shouldn't be allowed to have a gun. Yeah. Um and it's but it's not it's not the gun's fault. It's the antidepressants fault. It's the fact that we've been messing with brain chemistry for so long 
in this country now. And the drugs that uh, used to work for de- for depression in the eighties, um, what what's happened is people don't they they used to work for depression and work a lot better than the drugs we have now, right? Like Zoloft and uh, Abilify and things like that, right? The reason why, though, there is a new antidepressant drug every single year. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because it's true. Isn't because we're looking for a more effective antidepressant. Yeah. Because you can make the... It's a very sound argument that can be made that the drugs that were are for antidepression that were uh, around in the, in the 80s are much more effective than the ones now. But see... You only have a, uh, I think, a four or five year period of time on pharmaceuticals that you can hold a patent. Yeah. And then once that patent expires, other people can take your chemical compound and make generics. Hmm. And that's when everybody loses a bunch of money. What has happened is... Or the big guys, at least. They try to bring along a new antidepressant every two or three years to stay ahead of that patent curve. Yeah. So this is the latest and greatest antidepressant that everybody needs to be on. It's a different chemical p- compound. Yeah, it's not quite as effective as the ones we had 10 years ago, but it is still patentable. And so we, all these doctors are going to prescribe it instead of the ones that people are taking now that we don't have pat- patents on anymore. Yeah. That problem has kind of subsided because large drug companies have, like Merck and Bayer, have, and GlaxoSmithKline, Pfizer, Pfizer, have started buying up all the smaller companies that make the generics. Well, that's just good business, man. Sure. <laughs> but but you know, if uh generic the, the the law of uh generic drugs is that just because a drug uh is patentable, it shouldn't be have a an indefinite patent because people need that drug. And if it can be made cheaper by other companies, it should be. Even if it's called something else. Yeah. But what you have is is this um what's the term for it? Um, it's the corporate takeover, not corporate takeover, but uh, large companies buying up small companies. Oh yeah, and, when they buy them out, yeah, and, and so that they can control their intellectual property. There's another term for it. It's where companies basically um, hire ex-politicians <laughs> and like cushy jobs, <laughs> right? And they do. They show up to week one work or what? They show up uh, to work one week a year, and they make two million dollars a year. Why do we you not know? have that job, man? Because we don't go into politics, but you know, you oh, know, sure. but you know, these companies are coming to the politicians while they're running for election. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And saying, "Hey, all the money you want right now." Yeah, exactly. All the money you want. Yeah, we you will literally outspend the shit out of your opponent. And when you know, let's say you get caught for these crimes that you're about to commit to the mayor, you know, you get impeached, you get out of office, you lose reelection. <laughs> right. If you make sure you keep on scratching our back when you're elected. You'll have a job. We'll scratch your back as soon as it's done. Yeah. That's right. Um, but there's a certain specific term for it I can't think of right now. I can't now. remember the name either. I but that's how the Washington about, game though. is played is, yeah. you know, if you're a good politician for a large company and you're their boy, then when you're done with politics, you have a nice, fat, cushy job <laughs> where you can just, they just give you money. Well, like I said, that's just good business, man. You know, and it's the same way with these, uh. With the pharmaceutical companies. So that whole aside there is my long-winded rant on the problem with gun violence in in America is a black people. Alrighty. Just just gonna, just, I'm sorry, (laughs) not gonna 
Not going to mince words there. But it was funny. The the, the number one demographic, 13% of the population commit 50% of gun-related violence. Yeah, violent crime. African-American population in this country are responsible for half of all gun violence. Yeah. Okay. That is a fact. All gun violence. Unfortunately. So we'll just rip that bandaid off right there. (laughs) Long-term listeners, we've ripped this bandaid off before, but if you're a new listener... Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Number two is the use of psychotropic drugs, SSRIs, um, antidepressants. Yeah. In every documented school shooting. Every single one. Of any kind, yeah. Every Mm -hmm. single documented school shooting, Mm -hmm. it comes out eventually, and it comes out a couple weeks after, Yep. and no one makes a big deal out of it. The media doesn't talk about it. Prescription drugs. Prescription drugs. Every time. Every single one are on antidepressants. Yeah. And couple that with video game culture, mm-hmm. antidepressants, which help at a time where you are already can't regulate your emotions, <laughs> are then yeah. just adding fuel to that fire. Yeah. All you need to do Coupled is add with, access. I, I think e- ease of access to guns. Yeah. You know? like, And that's what I mean when I and, say I'm worried right on it because it, it that does play a part. Like, yes, there are guns everywhere, but- we have countries and, and locales, even in this country, that have super, super strict gun laws, and it does nothing for it, right? You know, like you have Chicago, things of that nature. And then Japan, supposedly, Japan, is it's almost impossible to get a gun. Well, they had a, a knife spree. A guy stabbed 17 people when he walked into a supermarket, yeah. you know? Like, so, yes, I think it's a tool, and maybe that tool ha- has too much ease of access. You know, maybe you can get to it a little bit uh, mm-hmm. too easily. But that being said, there's a whole bunch of other contributing factors that are contributing to the mindset of, I'm going to go pick up a gun and walk into a public place and kill as many people as I can. And the largest contributing factor I haven't even mentioned yet. Mentioned video game violence. Mm-hmm. Mentioned... Uh, the t- prescription drugs. Prescription drugs. Yeah. Mentioned uh, uh, uncontrolled, uncontrolled and... Uh, Uncontrolled emotions, yeah, in in the teenager teenage hormones anyway. Um, mentioned um, having access to the gun in the first place. Yeah. the The last thing though is is the fact that teenagers today and for the past twenty years have grown up in a culture that would that has told them over and over and over and over again the only thing that matters is cultural or social standing and sex. Mm-hmm. It's how many people like you and how many people can you fuck. <laughs> and they grow up being told by the media, by society, by movies, TV, music that that getting money and getting laid is the only thing that matter. It is it is a yeah. culture of nihilism mm-hmm. in a belief in nothing but a good time. Yeah, in and which when you can't get money or get laid, up. <laughs> yes. And so when you. You're a social outcast when you're frustrated, when you've on or your parents don't know how to deal with you because their parents didn't know how to fucking deal with them. And so they just put you on a bunch of drugs and give you an Xbox and you spend all your t- free time playing fucking Call of Duty yeah. and, and, and listening to stupid fucking rap music. And then, <laughs> y- then you're rejected at school and you start to hate everybody and you think I should end it all anyway. I might, instead of committing suicide, why don't you just commit suicide by cop? Yeah. And do it while I take out all the normies, normies, stads, and chase, er, chads, and Stacys mm-hmm. at my school. Yeah. However, Matt starting his own war on uh, war on culture over here, war on society. I started a war <laughs> on culture a long, long time ago. You Just did. It's no, true. Nobody noticed. <laughs> and I'm I'm in the front lines with you, Matt. I um, got to be honest. 
so let me take it. Let me get a drink here because my mouth is dry. I, I haven't been able to go <laughs> off on my typical rants for like six weeks now, and I'm, I want to do it. But that's just that's just part one of Parkland. <laughs> that's a part Christ. Here's an intermission. A little intermission. Well, we can have a word from our sponsor whenever you're ready as well. I've I've got it queued up. Perfect. I'm Eric Greitens. For too long, Missouri's been run by career politicians, owned by corrupt consultants, high-paid lobbyists, and special interests. While they get rich, Missourians are hurting. Well, I'm no career politician. I'm a Navy SEAL, and I'll take dead aim at politics as usual. I'm Eric Greitens. If you're ready for a conservative outsider, I'm ready to fire away. And by fire away, I mean blackmail women. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave a link to that video yeah. in this episode. And I encourage you to go take a look at it because I believe he has an AR-15 chance <laughs> that he fires at, I guess, like a barrel of some sort. And then it explodes like like <laughs> that. I didn't realize that that was his ad. I don't I don't know if that was on television or. Or or what? But that's that's incredible, and I am much more set. Like, because I was like, oh, we're word from our sponsor, then we'll play an Eric Greitens ad. That'll be hilarious. We can use it to segue into all this other stuff. But when I played that ad, I had no idea that it was that good. <laughs> Even with what we were just talking about, that's incredible. <laughs> Here's the thing: he'll take aim, Matt. <laughs> Maybe I should be working for Eric Greitens, but I, as soon as I heard the story, I'm like, this guy does not know how to pivot. Yeah, that's right. His team working for him, his spin team. What yeah. are they doing? They're running a st- an estate. Yeah, and they can't. They don't know how to spin this. Yeah. Come on, yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm <laughs> I, I'm an up jumped line cook, <laughs> and I know how to spin it. Yeah. Here's how you get fifty one percent of the vote in the next election. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Hi, ladies. I'm Eric Greitens. You may have <laughs> no. You get you get a sponsor. You get somebody to do stump speeches for you. You'd be like, hello, everyone. I'm E.L. James, stumping for Eric Greitens. <laughs> do you know who E.L. James is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy who wrote that, that pornographic series, uh, Fifty Shades of uh, Your Wife is Cheating on You, if she reads this. Um, I actually told uh, so the most recent one just came out. I think it's still in theaters. I told I asked I was teasing with my wife and I was like, <laughs> "Was it called Butt Fucking the Final Gape?" <laughs> Jeez. No, I don't know exactly what it was called. Um, By the way, I use the term "butt fucking the final gape" not because I'm trying to offend, <laughs> but because it's satire, it's parody. If it's funny, we we um, the, when 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 a, a something like this becomes a cultural touchstone in which everyone knows about it yeah like something like 50 shades of gray it's something has it means something has been wrong with our society for a long time sadly derailed yeah and and i don't know i I told my wife i sent it's baffling to me i sent her a text the week it came out and i was like are we gonna see 50 shades this weekend and uh and 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 she was like i I will if you want to of course she was (laughs) should i take her to go see it man no I'll probably get laid if I do. Yeah, and that's what every person is thinking when they're like, oh, yeah, read the book, watch this movie. Yeah, well, right. You'll be laid. Yeah, but don't you understand? I want to get laid. Yeah, but you're, she's also going to get everything in the divorce when she asks you to beat her up. 
when she asks you to beat her up and then you do it and then she's like he beat me up no I don't I don't think even if she asked I would yeah go that far but I told her I told my wife on our second date uh, our first date it was like first or second and I said uh, you know I'll never hit her in a non-sexual way and I have yet to do that mm-hmm. so you know I'm, point is wait for it I'm a promise keeper man Promise keepers. You one of the hundreds of thousands of men standing in rooms across America with other thousands of men actively trying not to masturbate? If so, you might be a promise keeper. (laughs) Anyways, uh, yeah, Eric Greitens, uh, for those that don't know, was our governor. Well, he still is our governor. Is our governor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Was taken into custody just really briefly, though. He didn't stay in jail or anything. It was an indictment. It was an indictment. Yeah. So So he had to go down and hang out with the judge for a while. Yeah, basically. Was it? Yeah. You appear before a judge and... Because he You technically get arrested. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, Because he... Was it... Eight months before he announced his, his campaign, or yeah. So like he that? he seduced a, a woman, uh, yeah. brought her back to his house, his home, his home, in which he has. I thought a, it was hers, but okay. Was was it, may it have hers? Been hers? Okay. I mean, it's whichever home it was. There was a dungeon. <laughs> there was a, a place in in the basement, a dungeon, <laughs> in which I don't think it was a dungeon. <sighs> Apparently, there was I mean, some gym equipment and. Um, uh, she was um, in some fashion restrained to the gym equipment, um, blindfolded too, uh, is my understanding. And then he took a photograph of her. Mm-hmm. And now from, but this indictment though, I don't know if you read it, but apparently they've gotten him essentially on a technicality. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah, but they they basically are like. Uh, it's totally fine that, that, that there's alleged blackmail here. It's totally fine that there's an alleged affair here. It's totally fine. Oh, you did yeah, it. But you definitely sent that picture to another device. Yeah. So it's that's the, the electronic transfer right. of uh, a private a, a breach of privacy. Essentially. Yes. Electronic breach of privacy yeah. of this woman. Yeah. Again, again, to be clear, not the fact that you blindfolded her. Yeah. Not the fact that you cheated on your wife and betrayed the trust of not only your marriage, not the fact you tied but, her up, but the state's people, uh, your constituents. Not yeah, not the fact that you tied her up. Not the fact that you were dishonest. Not the fact of all these things. Not the fact that you alleged blackmail and said, "If you say anything, I'm going to show this picture to somebody." Mm-hmm. All of those, again, totally fine. Yeah. However, the part where you took the picture that you took left your device and went to the cloud. Yeah. No. 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 Big problem. Big problem right there. <laughs> I can't believe that. Because you know that, right? Like, they totally got him yeah. on that and that alone. Yeah. Like, yeah, blackmail, whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Just don't email that. Please don't. That's yeah. just, that's unacceptable. It's going too far. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane to me. Is is that why Google has a limit <laughs> on, or is that why Gmail has, a, has a, like a 20 megabyte limit on how much <laughs> on you can attachments, send? Yeah. yeah. So I'm not constantly uploading videos from the cloud to my, of my rape dungeon. Exactly. Emailing around pictures of me at the yeah. Taboo Festival. Hmm. Apparently that was the issue though. Yeah. Anyhow. It's not necessarily funny so much as it is just rage inducing. Uh, number one, the guy was pretty obviously... Um, deranged oh. <laughs> and an idiot from the get go. Uh, yeah. Missouri politics is is so stupid. Uh, carnival <laughs> because it's either every single year, every single election for governor, it's either and for any state of, uh, state level, um, appointment or uh, uh office, 
Yeah. It's either extremely leftist Democrat female or extremely <laughs> conservative gun-toting alpha white male. Yeah. There, there's, there, I, just there's for no once, I'd be like the thoughtful guy who was like in, in psychology his entire career and decided to run, you know, run for office. Never that guy. <laughs> never like the mild-mannered conservative. That's never right. like the level-headed Democrat. Never like, you know, a moderate. It's always either. Yeah. I believe in Jesus, big boobies, guns. Yeah. And, and, and tying women to fitness equipment. And thank, oh. <laughs> thanks, Obama. Or I, I, I pray to uh, Diane Feinstein every night before I go to bed. That's right. Worship um, at the altar of yeah, Planned Parenthood. Don't misgender me. <laughs> my body, my rights. That's right. <laughs> uh, 50-year-old woman. Yeah, exactly. It's it's never, it's never. It's always the two crazy <laughs> extremes. in the middle. What we need is a gun-toting single mom who loves Jesus and her right to choose. That's what we need <laughs> for our next governor. I'd vote for it. <sighs> anyway, uh, Eric Greitens, total fool. Missouri po- politics, yeah, totally absolute, foolish. Absolute clown shoes. Totally foolish. Yeah. Uh, the fact that our, our state's capital is in Jefferson City instead of in <laughs> St. Louis is so dumb. Yeah. Um, to me, at least. Well, Jefferson but, City, uh, and my impression every time I go to the town is that it's only there to serve as the capital. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no... I mean, I guess there's that river there, but that just doesn't seem, you know, we don't have to build things on bodies of water anymore. Like, yeah. That's not, <laughs> it's not 200 years ago, but. But it, it it's, it's, it's pretty stupid. Anyways. Um, yeah. Going back to uh, part two of Parkland. Oh yeah, that's right. The extended. If you have something else you want to talk about, because I, this isn't, this won't take long, but it no, is. No, no, no. Go ahead. Cause, and then I was going to ask you about the other thing that I asked you about this week that you said you wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, so go ahead. <laughs> so Parkland, that's right. Uh, is the city the town is Broward or the uh, co- county is Broward County? So this started in two thousand and eleven, two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. No, what it was Parkland County? No, it was Parkland that we were going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I thought there was something else, but it, it was actually that. Um, Parkland and crisis actors. Our oh, okay. West, our West Coast turn Midwest correspondent asked if you were going to be discussing. Gotcha, that, so. gotcha. Um. Do you believe in crisis? Well, I'll let you. I'll let you go the way the direction you're going to go. So, I have a hard time getting my in head 2011, 2012. Factors. Broward County and Parkland School District mm-hmm. um, started to institute a in order to see Parkland before this this shooting was known as the safest town in Florida, one of the safest school districts in America. Which, to um, be fair, is still Broward, way less safe than the rest of the country. But yeah, <laughs> Broward County is like one of the safest counties in America. Really? Like ranked every year. Lowest crime statistics, especially among youth. No kidding. Mm-hmm. For the past five or six years, in 2011, 2012, Broward County and Parkland started instituting a, um, a quota for the police on juvenile arrests. Hmm. Always a good thing, in my experience. The school district... I'm behind police br- quotas. ...brought in <laughs> uh, officers to be trained to deal with emergency situations like a school shooter and had these officers, gave them housing near the campus, had yeah. them integrate them, themselves, I mean, fully into the high school campus wherever they were. Um, they brought in, like, the best and the smartest, the best of their, of their, um, of their officers were assigned to the schools. 
you're thinking, oh, this is this is good. Really taking this and not seriously. the best. I don't yeah. mean like the fastest or the best shot. I mean the smartest, the highest on on IQ tests and things like that. Right. The highest, um, um, I guess, emotional intelligence, being able to to read people and, and things like that. Okay. And what happened is the arrests started going down for juvenile juvenile arrests. However, turns out that in 2002 Park or 2012 Parkland School initiated a program in which they were in the, the Parkland uh, Police uh, Department in which they would uh, decrease. They had a, a quota of I'm sorry, they had a quota of arrests they could do of juveniles. Mm hmm. And not a quota in which they had to meet a certain number, mm-hmm. a quota in which they could only have a certain number. Gotcha. So in one month, reverse quota, you, you can want. only have 200 juvenile arrests in the school district, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Is that the number you just... I'm just that's just the number example. I'm putting out yeah. there. They did, the okay. official number is not, not, not known, but the memos of this happening are, are pretty well circulated. Not well circulated because... It's not going to show up on the news, but right. if you access the dark corners of the internet that I do, it's pretty well known. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So what happened? So go on. What happened was these quotas kept going down, so you could only arrest two hundred juveniles a month. Six months later, only we're down to one fifty. Then you're down to fifty. And so on and so forth. Okay. 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 And the whole time, Broward County Parkland School District are getting praised as the safest school district because the numbers of arrests are going down. Mm. The amount of federal and state funding that that school district is getting is going up because Mm. their grades are staying the same, but the safety, the safety of the school. And there's all sorts of studies out there that link the safety a student feels to their test scores. So it's, it's the correlation is a student who goes to a low crime school is going to have a much higher score than a high crime school. Okay. And it's true. Okay. It's true. A student can't if he's worried about getting beat up uh, right. during next period. He's not going to do well in the test in the first period, right? Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So you have basically they're fudging the numbers by not making arrests. The arrests, sure. Which is why you can have somebody be d- detained or have thirty-six instances, documented instances. Of like their run-ins sh- with with the law, like the shooter had, yeah. and have absolutely zero arrest record or zero official record. Just the officer saying a note: "I had an altercation with Mister Gonzalez, right, or whatever his name was," and uh, that's it. Yeah. So it's a memo, not an official arrest record. They can't legally can't do anything about it. Yeah. So what has happened is is, is gangs in Broward County and in Parkland have found out that if they use juveniles to do their dirty work, uh-huh. they don't get arrested. The whatever well, the product is confiscated, mm-hmm. the youths are let go and the police don't dig into it further. So the amount of Bingo. Al- illegal drugs <laughs> yeah. in, in Broward, Broward County, County has only gone up since 2012. I was going to say, yeah. Not only that, check out the numbers, and this is the real kicker, check out the numbers for overdoses uh, in Broward County probably since through 2012. The through the roof They've or doubled. Gone. Yeah. You have a you have a larger number of of violent deaths in which no one's ever found. It's just oh this guy got shot in a gang related thing and nothing That's it. nothing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
No, no, no criminal. No one pulled the trigger. So the media screaming, going crazy, being like, "How could the cops? Uh, how how could this guy have thirty six instances of running into and having altercations with police, or having gotten in trouble and not have any, not not been arrested for it, not have some yeah. sort of intervention to make him stop?" Yeah, and that is because police don't arrest anybody in Parkland School District anymore. Yeah. And the teachers let them get away with whatever they want. And they just do their thing. I wish I had had that when I was a kid. Hmm. Well. So. And all of that's true? Yeah. Mm. Yep. I hate it when you do this. You just put a black cloud and over And I brought, her, up, her, I brought up her name before, but Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Uh-huh. Debbie Wasserman Schultz was the one who initiated that oh. in, in, in northern Florida. Well, I'm sure she was just looking out for the best. Yep. Good old, good old Debbie, <laughs> Hillary, Hillary Jr. Hillary Jr. That's right. Would you vote for her, Matt? I, I'd vote for Debbie in an instant, man. She's my, <laughs> she's my waifu. I have a, I have a Debbie Wasserman Schultz body pillow. I don't show you guys, but uh, <laughs> body pillow. Sometimes, some, my kids have body pillows. Sometimes I put on a, a smart navy blue business suit and my best, my best magic, magic school bus teacher. Yeah. Wig. Yeah. And I just pretend like I'm Debbie. Miss Frizzle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Debbie Wasserman. Yeah. It's like evil Miss Frizzle. That's Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Yeah. I was uh, a bigger fan of Reading Rainbow, but that was just me. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you got LeVar Burton. Did you do the Reading Rainbow thing when you were a kid? Did you watch Reading Rainbow? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was a bigger fan of Sesame Street because I liked. Really? I liked the comedy. And I, I, so I, I d- didn't realize this until I was much older. Uh-huh. But what I loved to watch... Comedy of Sesame Street? When I was four, five, six, seven, eight years old on TV, I liked Ernie and Bert. So you're gay. No. <laughs> I liked... Uh, they're gay for sure. Uh, no, they're not. What is the... They um, absolutely are. What is the... Uh, That'd be ridiculous. I, I just had in my mind, you know, it's flown out the window. Ernie and Burns, Sesame Street. The Muppets, that's it. Oh, the Mu- yeah, Ernie, you're a big fan of the Muppets. Ernie I've heard Burns a lot about how big of a fan and the of Muppets. Muppets you are. And I realized those old old cartoon or those old kid shows yeah. are based on vaudeville. <laughs> it's based on slapstick and vaudeville from yeah, the 19, 1940s. Yeah. Like, I grew up on the Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah, which I'm not a big fan of the Three Stooges, but it is the same humor, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It is the vaudevillian I love it. Uh, putting yeah. on a show <laughs> with stupid comedy and songs Slapstick. type thing. Yeah. And so that's what I loved about Ernie and Bert. It was the it was it was the odd couple. It was the straight man and the <laughs> co- comedian. You know? The guy who's yeah. constantly pissed off at the one guy and the one guy who's constantly making a mess of things. Yeah. And some might say our show is <laughs> Right? Right? I love it. Yeah. And yeah. and and the Muppets too, because you had the whole Whole stupid cheesy vaudevillian comedy of the Muppets. Have I ever shown you? Have you ever listened to the the Reading Rainbow, um, the Reading Rainbow theme song? Yeah, I've heard it before. The one uh, <laughs> with all the butterfly iconography. The one featuring DMX. <laughs> no, pump that. No, start it again. Start it again. I'm serious. Start that again. I don't want anybody talking over this. I want this to be pure, and I want you to do it loud. Okay, you said DMX. Oh, 
Reading play, Rainbow, the theme song featuring play, DMX. Play this shit. It's that real shit, yo. Butterfly in the sky. Come on! I can go twice as high. Let's get it on. Take a look. Nigga. <laughs> My nigga. Reading Rainbow. You think it's a game? I can go anywhere. Suck my dick. Friends to know. My nigga. Ways to grow. Nigga. Reading Rainbow. Here we go again. I can be anything. Same old shit. What? Take a look. Nigga. In a book. My nigga. Reading Rainbow. See, this is the shit I be talking about. Talk is cheap, motherfucker. Anyways, oh man, yeah, the Reading Rainbow theme song featuring DMX. I'm surprised you hadn't heard that. That was golden. Did I really just give you something you hadn't heard at all? Yeah, I did not know that existed. Yeah, yeah, Reading Rainbow theme song with DMX. It's great. It's fantastic. Take a look, nigga. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah, we've, we've been. When I worked at uh, when I worked in restaurants, I used to quote that at uh, the job I had before this one. We used to we used to quote that in the kitchen a lot. Yeah, it's that's good a good stuff. One. That's a good one. It's good stuff. Yeah. So that's a freebie. You can share that one around work. You'll be yeah. You know, uh, yeah. You're, you're welcome. Cool. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, crisis actors. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get my head around crisis actors. Do you think that's real? Yeah. Do you think you think that they're crisis actors? Yes. 2012 Boston bombing, definite uh, crisis actors. I don't, I don't know, man. Sandy Hook, definite crisis actors. So what do you call it, a crisis actor? How, how do you define a crisis actor? Well, just the idea that somebody is paid to, um, you know, be on the media or, or whatever and have a reaction to what is supposedly organically just a tragedy yeah i i guess i guess it's that too like the closest i'll get to any of these you know sandy hook vegas whatever the closest i'll get to any of them in terms of conspiracy is that you know like i buy because wasn't there a story a couple years back after one of these events where it was like oh yeah um well it wasn't the vegas one but there was Right afterwards, there was some dude in a in a in an airport that had just been caught. Like again, it was like mm-hmm. the weekend after one of these shootings. I don't I can't remember if it was Sandy Hook or something. We talked about it on the show though, and the dude the dude was walking through the airport with like a duffel bag full of weapons. Yeah, and was just stopped, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I, you know, the FBI called me, and I'm supposed to go do this shooting." Like, and, yeah. and it was like it was like like never discussed other mm-hmm. than oh yeah he was stopped with a bunch of guns. It was out of LAX just just yeah. after. Uh, I can't remember which the, one uh, it was Pulse I mean, nightclub nightclub shooting. The night, that's right, that's right. But it was like two days after mm-hmm. or something yep. like that, and that was the thing that I was. And then so then you kind of we talked about that theory or the, and idea the story that, went away, and the guy you can't find him anymore. He's gone. Right. Like, not right. And not so around. that's what makes me think that like uh, I do think that these are like. Maybe not necessarily false flags, but I do think they could be like activated. I don't know what government agents, whatever you want to call it, that mm-hmm. that are, you know, <laughs> there to do these things. Yeah. Um, I don't know what for to keep the public fearful, to keep the gun debate at, at the top, at the headlines, all the above. I I don't know what the exact goal would be, but that sort of thing I could why definitely. Not, buy. Why not just because they can? <laughs> but uh, who cares? Like I don't if you had an limit. An unlimited budget 
mm-hmm. right? If you had, if you, your, if your budget for a year was just at yeah, all, the, all, all the money, infinity symbol, all the money. That's okay? right. <laughs> just an eight on it on its side. Just, just whatever you yeah, want. Yeah. Okay. Pretend money doesn't exist. I, just, I don't think I would do that. Okay? If you had that, yeah, and you had, we're, we're funding, use giving all this money to scientists. Yeah. And telling them, hey man, just go after whatever you're passionate about. You know what that scientist is going to do? <laughs> Try and control minds. They're going to autistically obsess over whatever it is that they are about it for 50 years yeah. and become a master of it. Okay? Because they have in, unlimited resources and funding for their experiments or whatever. And this is what happened right. after World War II, after Operation Paperclip. If you've never heard me talk about it before, if you've never listened to the show before, Go look up Operation Paperclip. Mm-hmm. The United States government, the OSS, back before the CIA, as soon as the the war with Germany was over, um, you had a race, not to Berlin, but you had a race to uh, the south, southeastern part of Germany um, between General Patton and the Russians. Mm-hmm. They weren't going after munition stores. They weren't going after the capital. They weren't going after where supply lines were. They were going after um, the scientific hub of Germany. The U.S. got there a couple days before the Russians did. And we took... (laughs) Typical. We took every (laughs) single scientist who would go... And we gave them plea deals and said, we're going to get you out of the country and you can come to America and you're going to be working for us now. Or you can get put on trial for war crimes. Which one did the majority of them choose, Matt? The first one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so through Operation Paperclip, we we recruited all of the Nazi scientists. Yeah. All of them. And they became they they came to the United States and worked for us. That was nice. And then jobs. They were probably displaced. We made rockets and went to space and all that other kind of stuff because yeah. directly because of that. Yeah. However, Nazi scientists weren't just trying, you know, to get to the moon and make flying saucers. <laughs> they definitely were doing that, but they were also yeah. doing other things. They were also doing incredible experiments into mind control, human experiments, mind into control, the paranormal, yeah. into astral projection, into remote viewing. Into a lot of the spooky paranormal X Files stuff. stuff. That's right. And then it comes out there in the 1950s and 60s. All of a sudden, the United States scientific community and the the United States deep state, the government, <laughs> got really, really into that kind of stuff. Yeah, isn't that for something? some crazy reason? <laughs> because all these scientists brought back a bunch of files. With and them. all of a sudden, you have the the things like uh, you know George Clooney look, staring at a goat trying to kill it. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Don't hate. Fantastic movie. Tremendous. Huge. (laughs) Let me tell you, okay? I know Ewan McGregor. His best role ever. Star Wars. But, number two. (laughs) Big Fish. Okay, that's a great movie. I like that one, too. The Island. Scarlett Scarlett Johansson in The Island. I can't stand your Trump impression. Fantastic. I can't stand it. Lover. Great body. Great personality. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh no so so <laughs> I need the, to get some music that I can just use to play you off when you do that. Uh, <laughs> Operation MK Naomi, Operation MK Ultra. Yeah. Um, 
so on and so forth. Monarch programming, uh, Disney programming, um, uh, the Peter Pan programming, yeah. princess programming. The 1950s, 60s, and 70s into the 80s, you have a, a, a long-going experiment with the United States government in which they <laughs> they tried... Played with mind control. They, exactly. Yeah, and they right. got probably pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. And the drugs they first used for mind control, LSD, that's what LSD was engineered for Fries in the 1950s. Your brain, yeah. And then didn't quite do what they wanted, but they're like, hey, man, we can... We can control culture with this. So the next time students started rising up and being like, "Hey, our government is corrupt. You're all you're all fucking Nazis." Yeah. The Nazis. Yeah. The we, the Fourth Reich is America. <laughs> they just said, "Hey, hey, kids, how about LSD? How about LSD and sex, guys? Uh, yeah. How about rock music and 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 not bathing for two months?" I and mean, I'm down with one of those. The revolution <laughs> that started on college campuses in the early '60s, by the end of the '60s, became the, the sexual sex, drugs, and rock and roll yeah. revolution. Yeah, and LSD was used to completely subvert a counterculture movement that was about the pointing out the flaws of the government. The uh, getting rid of the man, okay, yeah, and having real egalitarianism. And quickly became, man, let's just party. Yeah. Let's just party. And so uh, now what we have is we see in the 1970s and 80s, they developed these antidepressants and the psychotropic drugs. And now they're being used on kids to just turn them into zombies. No. Just to consuming machines. Yeah. I can't stand it either. There's there's nothing that burns me more than when I see a kid that's like that. Yeah. Seriously, I and you you know the kid that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. like because we've seen him out in public and things like that, and I just I can't, I'm just like what? Oh, that burns me so bad. Like if if I like I don't care what happens to my kids in so much as I just don't let them become that. Yeah. Like as as long as I have that, you know, to to have said that I achieved something, then okay, that's fine. Yeah. You know, I don't care if they get a single A in their lives in, in school as long as they're not like that. Yeah. You know. But, you know, when uh, you have an, a, a seven-year-old boy who won't sit still in school. Yeah, the and easy so thing you, to do is medicate him to do it. Yeah. Yeah, teachers and parents don't want to deal with it because yeah. they've been, they themselves grew up in a generation where it's, oh, just take this pill. Yeah. Or, oh, you don't you feel, you don't feel good? Yeah. yeah smoke some weed, man. It'll yeah. be fine. Little amphetamine salts would be fun. Yeah, and so you know, you uh, you give them Ritalin, you give them whatever, whatever, and all of a sudden, they completely change. And but but, you've taken a young brain that is only half developed, and you've introduced something that it would, a chemical it would never ever find anywhere else. Right. And you've ruined <laughs> that brain. Yeah. You've ruined it. Because seven-year-old boys aren't supposed to sit fucking still. You're seven. Yeah. You got shit to do. And it's not sitting still. <laughs> got things to conquer. Yeah. Yeah. You got dirt. Got other boys to punch. Bitches to see. Dirt to play in. <laughs> That's right. Finding sticks that look like guns. <laughs> uh anyhow. Which wasn't that a great when you were like when you're like eight years old, nine years old, and yeah. you're like running around the backyard or whatever in the woods. We had actual guns. We had we had a ton of like cap guns and all kinds of stuff. We had the rifles and I the handguns. But, but and... if you found a stick that was like perfectly oh, yeah. gun shaped. Yeah. Oh man, you had that you had that stick for days and weeks. Yeah, well, or see, a perfect I think, sword stick. What year did Columbine happen? Ninety seven, ninety eight. How old would I have been? Oh, so I would have been nine. Yeah, 
nine, yeah, like eight or nine. Yeah, so I think right then maybe that was the first sort of like, whoa, should kids play with guns type thing. And then yeah. my mom, for years, my mom was so down on the violent video games. Like yeah. every bit of, you know, Call of Duty or, or Medal of Honor was the big one we were going up, you know, because of the historical aspect. Yeah. You know, we had to get it at, you know, somebody else's house or something like that. I, I had the complete opposite reaction when that age of empires though totally allowed totally allowed yeah because that was uh 97 98 which was the first and only time i ever went to the gun range with my stepdad and after columbine he took me to the gun range what the and i shot shot the 22 and watched him shoot the ar-15 and then i he's like all right you ready and he hands hands me his nine millimeter Uh and i go squeeze one off and i the gun, because I wasn't expecting the kick, and yeah, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm a, I'm a bookish fifteen year old, <laughs> you know, I'm not the outdoorsy type. Yeah, the gun still not on the recoil. Yeah, goes back and just I smack myself Pops right in the, the forehead. forehead. Yeah, had a big old bruise on my forehead. My stepdad didn't stop laughing till we got home. <laughs> that was nice of him. It was the last time I ever fired a gun. I know it's been 19 years. <laughs> That's what's so funny to me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because well, I was just like, uh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've done this that. This is the reaction yeah. <laughs> I get from trying to learn something. Then you know what? Yeah. I don't need guns at all. Well, it was probably more on your stepdad than the firearms themselves. Yeah. Guns don't smack you in the head, Matt. People smack you in the head. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. Anyhow. Um. Yeah, where were we? I don't know. Crisis actors. I yeah. think we were talking about the Muppets. I <laughs> well, I was asking you about crisis actors. Do you think so? Do you think that this was a, a crisis actor scenario down here in Parkland? It's hard for me to get my head around crisis actors. Yeah. I was saying that, but so crisis actors are a real thing, and you can say, "Oh, so no, they're not. No, they're not." So I can. I'm not saying no, they're not. No, it's no, just no. Hard for no, me to it's get my not. This is not me claiming it. No. They exist. Yeah. The state pays for them. You can find FOIA and get a FOIA request, request, or find FOIA requests online that other people have done, um, in which you obtain documents from the from the United States government, from ATF, from FBI, from all sorts of law enforcement agencies that employ crisis actors. Do you know why? Why? Active drills. An active drill is a phenomena over the past twenty years. The active drill. You do your best to recreate every possible scenario of an active shooter situation or any type of emergency emergency situation. So it's not just enough to have uh, the red team of cops do a fake simulated standoff against the blue team of cops. You need innocent bystanders. You need... People from the media maybe getting in and getting get involved, getting caught, caught in the crossfire. You need okay, I can understand teachers, that. professionals. You need people to play all these ancillary parts that are going to be a part of an active active shooting drill. So if you're doing an active shooter shooting drill when it's in a mall, you need people playing act at as actors, simulating getting shot and par- cops and paramedics having to respond to that. Um, the people who run the shops well, in the mall, I think they shoppers, exist. stuff like that. So. When you say a crisis actor, it is a very real thing, and that is of the very real thing that it is. Yeah, but uh, but the conspiracy in that they're used for these types of events. Do you think that happens? Not or? not 
directly used as in the person who's the crisis actor uh, gets up in the mo- morning and is like, oh boy, I'm going to make $500 perpetuating a false flag on the American people. Ha 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 ha. No, they don't know. So then what's the conspiracy then? They don't know that the bullets are real. They go to do another job and then... They go to do another job as a crisis actor and all of a sudden they take a real bullet. Yeah. And then they're, they're in the then they're in the scenario. And they're acting the way it is. Or it's in a simulated scenario that the media is trying to perpetuate as real, such as Sandy Hook or the Boston bombing. Um, by the way, I think Parkland was real. Um, yeah, but, but what are the differences? Why do you think that that's real and Sandy Hook isn't? Uh, because if you if you really study the photographs, especially the Boston bombing, there's no, there's no, it just doesn't make sense from the people who had like legs blown off and stuff, like the blood splatter, the way they're they're acting. Um, the Pulse nightclub shooting was another one. You had people on film. You can't find these videos anymore, but a day, the day of and after, there's a famous one where this group of four people are carrying this person down the street. And they're actually, if you look at the buildings around, they're carrying them towards the nightclub, but they're pretending they're carrying them away from the nightclub. And as soon as they think that the camera isn't on them anymore, they set the, they set the guy down on the ground. He stands up, looks around, stretches, and high-fives somebody else. Totally fake acting for a camera, that a cell phone that they know is going to get uploaded on the internet to act like he had been shot. Sandy Hook, if you look at the school, the school hadn't been used at all that entire year. It was a decommissioned school. It wasn't being used anymore. It had a mold problem and was shut down the year before, and they still hadn't done the, the remodeling work to it. Yeah, but so how, so, okay, if that's the case, and I'm not saying it's not. Mm-hmm. Why aren't there so many people that live in Sandy Hook saying that school was shut down for a year? Because like you and I would know that, yeah. right? Because there would be a local, you know, if we take a look at this, the, the, you know, our area here, there would be a headline right now if Fort Zumwalt got shut down because of mold, yeah. right? So then a year from now, when on the national level, there's a shooting that happened at Fort Zumwalt, there would be hundreds of thousands of people, hundreds at least, t- saying... No, that school was shut down a year ago. Not if you're, Why plan- doesn't that not exist? If you're planning on, on, on scrubbing the internet of articles. The only reason we know that is because there was this conspiracy theorist out there who had, who lived in Sandy Hook and has, I forget the name of, of his name, but he's been on a bunch of podcasts. He has actually like sued that school district. He's a former teacher and he sued that school district because he said that the, this was fake and no one died. And so far, he hasn't had his day in court. They just keep extending it. He's gone through like three years now of extending his court date to sh- to make his case against the Sandy Hook uh, School District. And they just keep extending it, and there's no conclusion to it. Well, probably because, but if you're looking at because the- he has a legitimate case, and they know that, so they're well, never going to give him his day in court. Yes, but if you're also looking at you know, if you're looking at it from another point of view. They don't want to do that because uh, somebody's kid died at Sandy Hook. We're not going to have a dude stand up in court and say that it's not real. Like that's insane. If you're how, a parent, how is that? How, how, could, how could you do that, that to them? If you're, if you're, how could you do that to them? If you're, how could you you're even not allow take, somebody to say that? You're not taking the fucking parents and making them sit in the courtroom while this thing goes on. Those parents aren't involved in any way, shape, or form. He's suing the suing the school district. Right, but still, why would you allow somebody to do that? That that's and he's not a, a, effectively he's, a national tragedy. Kids die. He's not. Like, he's not. Uh, he's not on 
And I'm not again. Like, I'm not. He's not being interviewed by CNN. He's on. He's on podcasts that only conspiracy theorists listen to. That are in the darkest corners of the internet. No one knows him. I can't even remember his name, and I've listened to him <laughs> for multiple times. Yeah. Okay. But the guy isn't. The argument you're making right now that he's trauma by by asking specific questions about the truth, he's traumatizing the survivors. Is like ask is like questioning not- the Holocaust. Like not question the Holocaust because some eighty-five-year-old who lived through the Holocaust might be fucking offended by it. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. That person doesn't have to pay attention. But people need to have the legitimate intellectual discussion about things and ideas without being hampered by emotionally insecure and underdeveloped minds. <laughs> Getting in the way of intelligence, <laughs> philosophy, and the pursuit of truth. No. We can't move forward as a society if we're looking just, at everybody I, else's emotions and saying, is me questioning or asking a question or looking for the truth going to going possibly to offend somebody? somebody? Yeah, and I understand that. And, and, and the moment you go down that road by saying you can't question the Sandy Hook narrative because people whose children allegedly died at Sandy Hook might be offended if they happen to see that uh, uh, offhandedly on the internet uh-huh. is a cop-out, man. It's a fucking cop-out. Well, you, okay, you're making being, an emotional said, argument. To, you're, you're emotionally trying to... Why aren't there so many other people in that location that, that seem to think that it didn't happen? Number one, it's a very small area. Number two, you... Now. Yeah, but no matter how small it is, somebody would be saying... This didn't happen. My if, kid went to that school and they came home today. Like, I mean, as long as you, as long like as there's you, none of that, right? Yeah, but you don't have parents being like, my kid went home, went to school today and he didn't. He was fine. It's because the school wasn't 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 in session. There was no kids going to that school. So if you have nine kids that die at Sandy Hook, um, then you just have to explain nine disappearances and nine deaths, or the lack of the hey there was a kid here to your facebook group or to your neighbors and now there's not but if you have the parents get on tv which all the sandy hook parents did mm-hmm. and cry and mm-hmm. cry and cry and cry and cry and cry cuz their kids died and show a photoshop version of fo- photoshop family photos or however you don't you don't actually have to produce the kids or even show that the kids even existed in the first place you could just have this crying parent, and because it's an emotionally charged issue in with in which you have to stop your logical line of question anytime it might offend somebody else's emotions, you can produce quote unquote evidence without actually having to have any evidence, period. You can make the argument and you can make the case and make it appear as though something happened without actually having to produce any logic and facts because you're basing it on what? Children. Children of the future. Always, we always have to put children first, and we've had this mentality for so long. If you're a parent, your children are probably the most precious thing to you in the world. Okay, probably unless you're a psychopath, mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can They're also the most annoying fucking things yeah, in my life too. But anything you could do, <laughs> yeah, you would do for those kids. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. It's a very emotional thing for you. Sure. The most emotional. Probably. Yeah. Which is why you're having this reaction to it because you're putting the yourself in the f- shoes of those no, no, parents. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. I'm, what I'm trying to do is get my head around why. What, then, where Which does is the question why when we come have from? these, when we have all like one dude on a bunch of podcasts. Hold is not on, a question. hold on. When we have all these giant school shootings, yeah, right. 
Do we have a problem with mall shootings in America? Do we have a problem with airport shootings? No. No, because nobody gives a fuck about shoppers. No one cares about people going to and fro, flying from this city to the other city. Well, we had the Batman the, the movie theater. But, yes, and who got shot up? A bunch of teenagers going to a movie on a Friday night. Well. But if you make it a school shooting, then everybody is emotionally invested because it's children. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's backfiring because every time one happens, I think to myself, "Yeah, I'm still." Not, and I'm, we have an level. I become that much more steeled in my resolve never to let my kids go to school. We have an but. evolutionary, <laughs> instinctual, yeah. animal response that says, "Do you protect women and 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 the offspring over everything?" Yeah, because women can give you more offspring, and children are the reason why you're around from their boobies. Yes, from their boobies and their vaginas. <laughs> Two of my favorite things about women. So, which... <laughs> and their faces. I know it may sound coarse, and I don't have any children, so, you know... No, 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 and don't listen, misunderstand listen, me. I'm, I'm really trying to get my head around you, the whole thing. I know. You remember... Okay. You remember... I'm not throwing out the idea that... A hundred podcasts ago, I said, you can hit a rock. You can throw a rock and hit a kid. Yeah. Like, kids are not... Like, children are not the future. They, they're going to be the future in the... In the, in, in, in the future. <laughs> they'll yeah. be the future. Yeah. But the present is now, and it's not the future... And now needs adults <laughs> who pay their bills yeah. and know how to have big boy and big girl time yeah. and uh, aren't children. What I'm saying is emotionally children are the most precious commodity we have. Sure. Logically speaking, they're they're not. We can <laughs> we can make them at will. We're very good at it. Yeah. So what the media does is when you have these school shootings that may or may not be faked, I don't think that they're all faked. I think that some of them are faked. But we have, we use it uh, for its emotional response and the emotional response it gets in us. So we wouldn't be having a a debate about gun control if somebody shot up a liquor store. However, somebody shoots up a school and we have to have a bit debate about a gun control because it is such an emotionally charged issue. We know it's an emotionally charged issue. And because of that, logic, the truth, and facts all take a backseat to our emotions. And what's the national... What's the national conversation since the Parkland shooting? It's now the teenagers themselves standing up (laughs) and demanding gun control. No longer just the pissed off liberal parents It's or the media. It's the teenagers, 15, 16 and 17 year olds walking out of school. Yeah. Right. Uh, And and 15 and 16, 17 year olds giving a national given a national platform on CNN. Yeah. Every single MSNBC and Fox. They're all. They're, I swear they're, to God, I'm going to say it on this program, and it is the absolute truth. I will give $100 on this program, Matt, in front of you as my witness and the audience and God. Mm-hmm. I will give $100 to the first to this to a student who can con CNN into getting on the air to talk about gun control. Yeah, that eats a Tide Pod li- live on air. I swear to God, $100 from the tripod golfers will go directly to that student. Fantastic. Um, I'm glad I lost the my tra- the go- challenge has been laid. I'm glad I lost my train of thought so you can make a fucking Tide Pod joke. <laughs> makes me happy. Sorry. Um, so, logic, the facts, I'll take a backseat to yeah. our, the emotional response. And, oh, here, here it was. Uh, every single one of the primetime cable news network shows, yeah. Maddow, uh, uh, Chris Haynes, Don Lemon, Lemon, Anderson Cooper, Cooper, Blitzer, yeah. uh, 
What's the one, my boy at Fox News? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know any of them. Tuck, tuck, old Tuck. Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Old Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Can't cuck the Tuck. Okay, <laughs> man. <laughs> Are those... Can you buy those shirts on FoxNews.com? I don't know. Can't cuck I don't the know. Tuck? Every time I, th- I see the name Tucker Carlson, I think, man, can't cuck the tuck. <laughs> that dude grills them, <laughs> serves them up. Every night, he's grilling and serving oh, up the liberals. Grilling and serving them up. You can smell it. <laughs> can't cuck the tuck. You can smell like that it. soy fear. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, we're going to sell those shirts on <laughs> Tripod Broadcasting. <laughs> we're not. Every single, for the past, since this happened, every single night. Every single one of those shows has yeah. had a different kid. Yeah. Well, on the show talking about gun control. Now listen. Now would it help if I told you, Matt? These kids, children are our future. Are <laughs> sixteen and seventeen years old. Yeah. Okay. Now, what have I always said about the opinions of teenagers? <laughs> you don't give a shit. I don't care. Yeah, that's right. I don't consider you a real, fully functioned, a, a actuated person, person yeah. until you're twenty-five. Yeah. If you're twenty-five and older, you're a person to me. An adult. If you're younger than 25, you are an adult in training. That's right. Your opinions have no value (laughs) whatsoever. You have not, you do not have enough life experience to draw on to make clear, informed decisions for other people. Now, if you're 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, you're old enough to make your own decisions. They're going to be stupid and you're going to fuck yourself. (laughs) But you're old enough to make your own decisions. Yeah. However... An opinion is something you are expressing, hoping that someone will follow and you can help make a decision for somebody else. That's what an opinion is. I am not interested in the opinions of teenagers on anything because they they shouldn't be giving advice to anybody. Advice to anybody. Anyway, so when I see there's a, only one thing on their mind, a 16 year old on CNN advocating for gun control at all costs <laughs> every single night, it's infuriating, man. It is because we should know we should not be a, a, be allowing children to frame the debate of gun control in this country. We shouldn't be allowed allowing children to frame the debate of anything. It's one of the reasons why you know Muzak pisses me off. the The generic music company that buys yeah. rights to all the pop songs and then just plays them in public spaces. Yeah. Why are we letting fourteen year old girls determine what I have to listen to at an Applebee's on a Friday night? <laughs> why is that a thing? Uh, you're so grumpy, Matt. I love it. I, I've said it before, man. I've said it before. The the demographic with the biggest buying power in America Are is, teenagers. is the yeah. 15-year-old girl. Yeah. Has the, the amount, the, the largest amount of buying power. And we are a consumer-based society and culture. So the demographic with the most influence in our culture is the 15-year-old girl. And the demographic with the least amount to add to society philosophically, <laughs> intellectually, or in any other capacity Don't be is, is the 15-year-old girl. <laughs> they have nothing to offer. They have one thing to offer. Don't be rude. <laughs> Don't. No. Not good. Not. No. It's funny, Matt. Nope. It's funny. So teenagers make me angry. That's that's yeah, what it is. I've heard, yeah. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Get off my gun control debate lawn, okay? That's right. Your opinions have no power here. <laughs> uh, and I know people might think that's rude and it's mean. And yeah. yeah, it is rude and it is mean, but you 
we we like I like I said about the whole thing about you know gun violence in America. We have to, we have to start saying things that need to be said. Yeah. Despite how it might make other people feel bad, you know. We just yeah we can't do it. Yeah. Well, and don't misunderstand me. I'm really not trying to say that. Oh, you know, all the school shootings are real, or they're all fake, or one way or the other. I'm really just trying to get my head around it because that's one conspiracy that I've never really given any thought to. You yeah. know, because I've I've heard people say that Sandy Hook was faked. You know, yeah. I've I've seen some of the, the some of the arguments, things like that. I don't know that I believe it, but I'm I'm trying to get my head around so why you would do that. I've, and to me, it almost goes to like the 9/11 thing of like. Yeah. Yeah, that's like tons and tons of people and money, and why would you do that? Now, yeah. if Sandy Hook happened, and then there was a bill 18 months later that you know banned all all firearms from the American people, I'd be like, wait, maybe that's why that happened, right? But it's Real not, it's not, it's not I, I've said this before, it's totally, totally not, school shootings are, and we're having this gun control debate right now, it's totally, completely... Right, right. So, why, about, so why was Sandy Hook fake then? If you think it was fake, guns. why was it faked? It's, I, I, I've, I'm 95% sure Sandy Hook was fake. Right. So I why? Don't, I don't who, think who, who, that... Who hold on, hold on, let me get to the point. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the fucking, whole fucking reason why, okay? Okay. You try to talk about these things... And you don't because people will instantly label you conspiracy theories because they'll say, well, why do you think Sandy Hook was faked? And I say to myself, okay, do you have four fucking hours? Because let me run you through all the context you need to know about the deep state, about false flags, about crisis actors, about gun control, about lobbying and the NRA so you can have all the knowledge. So when I finally say that gun control debate is about perpetuating the false dialectic of left versus right in order to cause chaos and terror and fear-mongering in our country and keep the populace subdued and controlled, you can't understand what that sentence means unless you learn about the religious and moral majority in the 1980s and the lobbyist, lobbying culture that came out about it. You can't know about that unless you learn about MK Naomi in the 1950s at Stanford. You can't know about that unless you know about psychotropic drugs that were given to soldiers in Vietnam. In the killing fields, okay? You so it's it's an entire contextual argument that has to be made, and you don't have time for it in an era when a sixty second clip is considered long. Yeah, I just just gave myself a headache. Good God! Well, I'm sorry. Hopefully, you're not upset at me. I'm just trying. I'm not. I'm not. But you have that mindset right now. That well, and I don't mean to. I just I want to get my head around that concept. Yeah, because. Is it possible that that Sandy Hook or or nine eleven or or whatever else was fake? Absolutely, absolutely. I really firmly do believe that those possibilities exist for a very, what is potentially a very good reason. Yeah, but I need to get my head around it, right? And you know, maybe there's something. Let me get your head around it. Let me get your head around it. Give me give me sixty seconds, okay? <laughs> I will get your head around it. So right a now. long time. We live in the age of the internet. Yeah, in the internet. It's very easy for facts to be disseminated, mm-hmm. okay? And we've gone through from 95 or so till now, we've gone through a peak, and we've hit our peak already. It's like a bell curve. The bell curve happened about 2010. Yeah. Was the height of the bell curve. And that was the height when you had the most information on the internet freely available. Uh, available, mm-hmm. okay? And after that, it's been, it's subsided. Basically, the deep state has now learned how to control the internet with this whole Russian bot narrative that actually the United States has been doing to all around the world and to every single U.S. citizen 
for a decade now, <laughs> which is yeah. using uh, using bots to farm clicks to determine who's going to see what on the internet. Anytime you want to cover up a news story, you simply take an adjacent news story and you use all your bots to give it a million clicks and likes so then all the social media outlets will then weight it by views to produce it and give it to you first. Yeah. Right? The thing that the bots aren't hitting that they don't want you to see shows up number number thousand on your feed and you never see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway. So what 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 has happened because of that is the dissemination of internet hit a high in 2010, 2009, 2010 with conspiracy theories. And now it's sort of waned and it's much harder to, to do research on the internet into these things. Where was I going with that? I was explaining the whole... Because it's not as readily available. Yeah, so... so The bell curve. No, there was something. There's another distinct part of it. We'll have to edit this part out. <laughs> I wanted 60 seconds to, to, to explain what? To explain the gun control debate? Maybe it was gun control uh, debate. How, how Sandy Hook could be faked? I really, Why? I really kind of well, wish we could rewind <laughs> and play it back so I could know what I was about to say. God, this is frustrating. This is what happens when you're trying to keep 17 things in your mind at once. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you really need to get a pad in front of you while you speak, man. I used to have one, but then every show you made fun of me for it. Because so you only drew penises. It. I didn't draw penises. I was do- I would doodle all the time. I would doodle on my pad. You were only drawing penises. Soft penis debutante. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think you said, do you want to know why? Give me 60 seconds. But I think I think you said said it before that in that rant that, get, that you gave yourself a headache with. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the false dialectic. It's the false dialectic of fear-mongering. So what yeah. you do is you have an emotional event, a Sandy Hook. They cannot be questioned. The official narrative cannot be questioned. If you are, you're being insensitive to people's feelings. Because mm-hmm. kids. Yeah, because kids. At the same time, you have... Two different uh, sides. You have the liberal side who don't have guns and don't like guns and think guns should be illegal. And the conservative side who love guns and thinks guns should be illegal. And thinks everyone's coming after the guns. So in order (laughs) to perpetuate the dialectic, you have to create a a fear-mongering among both sides. There's no better way to do that than to involve children. The whole system is set up to make us fight each other over bullshit. And that's why I think that school shootings do happen. That's why I think you need to have one every six months in this country. Because if not, people start looking at things like, you know. Healthcare. <laughs> healthcare. The the Vegas shooting. Spending. You know. You have to look at the military industrial complex. You know. Yeah. Um, the whole memo stuff. From a month ago. You remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, turns out that Russian oligarchs had given about $100 million to the Clinton Foundation. Okay? Just just because they're feeling generous. Well, as they are. The United States. You're generous with their vodka. Well, uh, Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State, sold Uranium One to Canada. <laughs> yeah. 
Canada then turned around and sold 80% of uranium-1 to these Russian oligarchs. The same ones that... The same ones that donated money to the Clinton Foundation. $100 million to be precise. So the Clinton Foundation took money from oligarchs and made sure that we gave away the uranium-1 rights to Canada so that the Russian oligarchs could buy uh, 80% of uranium-1 from the Canadians. From the Canadians. Uranium One is a mining company. They mine uranium in Uganda and Australia. Mm. So that whole fiasco came out about two weeks ago. I didn't hear anything about it. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. I wonder why. So in order to cover up the dirty... Now, I'm not saying... like ben, have, I'm, you heard, have you I'm heard... Putting, hold on. I'm putting, I'm putting something negative about Hillary Clinton out there, so I have to put out this disclaimer. I don't support Trump. Yeah. Okay? Not defending Trump at all, but what I'm saying is, is this school shooting conveniently came out at a time when you have a huge story, should be the biggest story in the world, yeah. that breaks. And no one's talking about it. Have you heard that the Russians colluded with the Trump campaign? I have heard that. Have you heard? Uh, okay, good. What? Uh, um, how now, they how they did it? Matt, Do you know me, how they did me, it? Let me stop you right there. Russians colluded with the Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does the word collusion mean? Hold on, hold on. Just I don't know if you caught it. Russians colluded with the Trump campaign. I understand that they sentence. Influenced our elections, Matt. I understand that sentence. Can you tell me what influence means? Russians can you tell me what collusion had means? influence over our elections? Can you tell? Can you define your term Russians? Okay, what do you mean by the term Russians? That's what do you mean by the term Trump campaigns? It's the end of our news bit. Uh, back here on uh, News Channel Four. Uh, hold on, this just in: Russians colluded to uh, <clears throat> change the narrative of our, of our election. Uh, now we're going to go to our panel of you experts. You seriously need to stop the fucking shtick, dude. Got- I have high blood pressure. Okay. <laughs> I need to be on medication for that. You seriously need to start to stop with this fucking shtick or I'm going to lose my fucking shit right now. <laughs> oh, my God. The point is they can't talk about anything else. I know. Now, here's what frustrates me about the whole Russiagate, Russian collusion thing. <laughs> What's that? There's 17 of them. So let's go to number one first. <laughs> Christ. Number one. Maybe I should have had Dano here because you're going to fucking. <laughs> number one. Okay, number one. Yeah, we got it. Go ahead. Define your fucking terms. Uh-huh. Define your terms. Yeah. What do you mean by collusion? Uh-huh. What do you mean by the Russians? <laughs> what do you mean by Trump campaign? <laughs> what do you... Because Russians could mean Vladimir Putin. Uh-huh. Or it could mean some Russian, Russian dude in his basement somewhere with a bot army. Yeah. Who's being paid uh, by... By the CIA, and no, the Russian government has absolutely no idea that what's going on. Yeah. He just has a Russian IP address. So they're like, "Oh, Russians!" The Russian government, yep, the Vladimir Russians. Putin himself, <laughs> is commenting on Facebook <laughs> and is sharing he, is he that now? sharing that story on Facebook. No, yeah, Vladimir yeah, Putin's Adam above is above Facebook. <laughs> Vladimir Putin rides bears in the battle bare chested. Okay. <laughs> He doesn't have time for Facebook. <laughs> You're such a huge fan of Vladimir. I am Putin. not, and I love I am it. Not yes, at all. you are. Every I'm, time he comes up, you get you get a little, little. I'm sound just saying, boner, man. <clears throat> the guy is not afraid of the JP, so <laughs> that's one of the reasons I like him. Yeah. Anyways, no, I totally agree with you. 
that that it, it, it it's big and it's murky and for some reason they can't just seem to let it die and I don't understand I mean if you look if you look at like news stories and how quickly they fade in the light of a Vegas shooting uh uh a parkland, a, a whatever it is, mm-hmm. how quickly things fade from, oh, that, that was news just a week ago. I don't fucking remember, you know, yeah. whatever. Or, the or oh, man, all this Hollywood stuff. Me Too and Harvey Weinstein and all this other garbage. But just, boom, you can just, you can just change a news cycle within 48 hours. Yeah. But the one thing that stuck over the last year is that one. Yep. So, like, so... The one thing... Do, do, so, let's, let's go back to why... <laughs> This Russian collusion thing is a thing right now, <laughs> and why the media is talking about it the way it is. No, is because if somebody's going to accuse you of a crime, and you're Wolf Blitzer, <laughs> what's or if you're afraid somebody's going to accuse you of something that you did that no one knows about, and you're Wolf Blitzer or you're Anderson Cooper, and you have this huge platform, what would be the best thing to do? And <laughs> distract. It'd be. Two or three months before somebody accuses you of that thing, you go on your program and you accuse them of that thing. You get ahead of it because then it just like looks like they're slinging the same mud back in your direction. Yeah, which it is instantly stupid. Un- instantly undercuts their argument. Stupid. So it is a it is a huge tactic by not individuals. I'm just making that as an analogy, but by governments. We did this in World War II. A lot of the things that we accused the Nazis of were things we were totally doing ourselves. Like we talk about six million Jews being fried in ovens, physically impossible in a ten year ten year period. But okay, whatever, being fried in uh, gassed in ovens. Don't talk at all about Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese, Koreans <laughs> in internment camps for years and years on end during World War II. Don't talk about that at all. And we call them internment camps. We don't. Matt, don't say know. things bad about the United States. Shit. Anyway, uh, so we accuse other people of the things that we we did yeah. is a huge thing. So in 2011, there was an election in Ukraine in which Vladimir Putin was trying to get his guy elected. And the United States wanted somebody else because we wanted to cause a huge, make a huge rift between U- Ukraine and Russia. Right. I'm sure for good reason. Yeah, because we wanted to be able to control the Black Sea. America, fuck yeah! Um, Everything we do is for a reason, man. Yeah, I know. Trust, <laughs> trust in the Almighty Deep State. Okay. Um, <laughs> and what we did is we infiltrated Facebook in Ukraine and social media in Ukraine, and we used fake comments and fake stories about the the Russian backed president. Yeah. And we spread those around. We used bots to upvote and like and like things and make things more visible and make other things less visible. Everything that that the media is accusing the Russians, quote unquote, whoever they peep, those are, whoever they are, <laughs> everything that they're accusing the Russians of doing, yeah. we did in the Ukraine in 2011. Yeah. Do you know who directly orchestrated that? I don't know. Huh? Just, you know. You know. <laughs> Tell me. America, fuck yeah! That's right. <laughs> specifically, the, the state, survey says <laughs> specifically the State Department of the of America. Yeah, uh, who was running the State Department of America in, in 2011? Do you know, uh, you know who that was? It was Hillary Clinton? Wasn't it was, it? Yeah, it was Hillary Clinton. <laughs> it totally was Hillary Clinton. 
run the State Department in 2011. Can you imagine, though, like, just to be the person? And so, Hillary Clinton, she gets beat by a black dude. The ultimate oligarchal uh, <laughs> humiliation. The ultimate for those old money, old blood Atlanticist powers. They just got beat into the ground by a Negro. How <laughs> dare he? That uppity Ugandan son of a bitch. That's right. So so for somebody like Hillary Clinton, who is one of those old blue blood Atlanticin, Atlanticin aristocracy, right? Yeah. The, those are yeah. the old Atlantic powers. Bloodline. That's the ultimate slap in the face to get beat by a black guy in 2008. <laughs> So she schemes and schemes and schemes, and she gets into the White House. She's running half of the White House. Fuck yeah! She's running half the government and the State Department, right? Yeah. She's running. She and the Clinton Foundation are running how the entire America State acts yeah. outside of America. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Secretary of State is one of the most powerful positions in in, in the country and in the world. And now she worms her way after fighting with this guy for a year and a half, almost two years. She worms her way into controlling half. Half of our government, yeah, basically. And what does she do? <laughs> she goes and she she screws up Ukraine for a generation mm-hmm. for Putin. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> and she there's, there's it still goes on like Ukrainians hate Putin and hate Russia, not not because any real reason. <laughs> well, not because like you know Ukraine, uh, Russia did. Uh, Terrible, terrible things to Ukraine. They've done some bad things to Ukraine, but, you know. Anyway, the whole point is there's now a generation of, of Ukrainians who think that the Russian government is absolutely the most evil thing in the world. That aside, uh, Hillary Clinton, she started messing up in the Ukrainian elections. She totally used hacking to quote unquote to influence <laughs> social media in order to get people to vote some way. She didn't hack anything. She used a bunch of bots and computers and nerds yeah. to do computer nerdy body shit. <laughs> and then she went into Libya and she stole ninety percent of the gold in Africa from Muammar Gaddafi. One of the greatest men of the early twenty first century was Muammar Gaddafi. Look up that guy. Look at what he was doing in a country that was tribal warlords killing each other right what he did to libya right how he modernized it and made it so it was it was 40 acres and a mule you (laughs) you turned 18 the government said education or land what would you like (laughs) gasoline was free free they didn't pay for gas energy totally free in libya education totally free right the ability to be a landowner and to make something and farm and have some uh, capital in which you could use to make your life better, totally taken care of. Healthcare, taken care of. Now, they didn't have the modern infrastructure that the United States sure. have to implement those things, but that's what he was doing in that country. Until, you know, the U.S. State Department said that he was a sponsor of terror and we had to send troops in, and that's what Benghazi did. <laughs> and that was Benghazi. Right. And, you know, because he was, you know, look up. It sounds like you're just singing their praises, Matt. I don't. I've uh, said it before. Look up the African dinar. He was going to unite South Africa and Kenya, Uganda, Libya and Egypt using using the shipping power of South Africa, the mining power of Uganda, the 
oil power of Libya and the military power of Egypt into a united African currency to unite that continent. And that would have been a gold-backed currency that would have blown the fiat currency we use out of the fucking water. And it would have made Africa, almost in a generation, the richest continent in the world. Yeah. And couldn't have that so we had to go in and do that man man that man was a fucking hero and they dragged him out of his palace and they raped him with a knife in the butt on cnn and they showed his killing on cnn i watched that live on cnn they pulled him out of a hole in the ground where he had been hiding and they had a crowd of muslim men around him and they beat him up they sodomized him with a giant bowie knife and he died on national TV, on CNN. That was to send a message to anybody else who might stand up against them. Yeah, well. And so, this woman, this person, this government that has perpetuated so much evil in the past 15 years since 9-11 in the post-9-11 world. Well, 9-11 is a nice excuse to do When things. she was running in 2016. Americans, man. You have to do something. When she was running, when she was running in 2016. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I totally identify with Vladimir Putin being like, you know what? I'm 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 going to deny this bitch yet again. I'm not going to let her have it. She may she and her ilk may control the world and I, they do. But if I can deny her the satisfaction of getting to be president, I'm going to do it. And I think that's why you have the whole Russians hacked the Russians. our elections. No, they didn't hack anything. No, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't uh, do anything. The United States hasn't done to other countries all over the world. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a famous clip from like two weeks ago. It's from uh, MSNBC. Uh, Morning Joe Mika Brzezinski uh, is making the argument. Makes the argument that a guy comes on uh, Morning Joe and they're talking about uh, the Russian hacking. And he's like, well, there's very good evidence, actually, and, and proof that the United States has been doing this and has done this in... A ton, probably. <laughs> every single major election around the world for years and years and years. Yeah. We, we do it. Like we, and he gave he cited Venezuela. He cited Ukraine. He cited... Uh, um, uh, Haiti? No, not Haiti. Iraq. Uh, Iraq. Um, uh um, I ran in the seventies, right? Yeah, and and Mika Brzezinski's like, well, it's oh, if we w- when we do it, we're doing it for freedom. <laughs> like, America, <fuck> but <laughs> no denial, no denial, no. Be like, I I seriously doubt that. I don't think we've ever done yeah. that. Or, no, we like, never did it. No, 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 no. Justified. She was like, well, when we do it, it's fine because it's us. Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> But when other people do it, it's hacking, and we need to talk about it for two years. <laughs> yeah, well, we need to talk about it until our children believe it without questioning. Exactly. That's the that's the whole point. That's the only way. That's the only way a racist like Donald Trump could get elected, man. That's that's the um, whole point. To, to honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's I with the media with the Russia stuff. It's to inundate people with a false. To inundate, inundate people with lies for so long, they start to believe the lie. It's Stockholm syndrome. It, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. It's a. It's Stockholm syndrome. It's like we've t- we've talked about a couple weeks ago. It's a form of programming that you get. You traumatize people to a certain point, 
and they're going yeah they're broken you know, yeah the, the the whole fraternity culture it's the same thing yeah you traumatize a person to a certain point and they start to identify with the trauma well i'll tell you this much every crisis every shooting every big thing all we have is tons and tons of cell phone footage with cameras that were taken where people have not rotated them to where they are horizontal. Yeah. And I can guarantee you that if a crisis happens around me, the footage that I take, you can look forward to it on CNN. Mm-hmm. Boom. Letterbox format. You're welcome, America. That's, that's all okay? I really want. It's what, it's what we need in this yeah. country. I want widescreen school violence. Seriously, man, I'm so tired of 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 videos being chopped like that on YouTube, on on everywhere. Like, that is not acceptable. Yeah, I I've had it with that type of bullshit. Yeah. Okay. So I want to say this to our audience: if there's a crisis near you, please film it. Just turn it to the side. Turn it to the side. Every 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 screen is like that. TVs, movies, everything you watch. So why would you record in a format that it would not be played in? Yeah, okay. it's almost as these, stupid. It's, it's almost as if these people were putting their lives ahead of put you know putting their phone in portrait mode. <laughs> well, I can't stand. I don't. I, don't, I can guarantee you that I will. Uh, I keep my phone in portrait mode all the time. I don't do the auto rotate bullshit. You, well, I rotate it, rotate up. is different because you're using your device like that. But when it comes to media and how you view it and how it's consumed, yeah. Yeah. So you're saying that I should be messing with the settings in my camera? No, just turn your camera if you're taking that picture or whatever. Anyhow, I've got the perfect bit to play us out on. Uh, oh, yeah? Holy shit, I actually have to run. It's 749. i got to relieve the babysitter at 8. Yeah. Yeah, so how long do we... Oh, hour and 44... Uh, Dano, please come back next week because I can't, I can't, we need to do this like once a month where it's just me and Matt. Yeah. And, yeah. and cause my God, that's why I can't, I can't, I, I can't do this every week. That's why I'll I tell you that. That's why immediately when you got here, I got my, my desk chair and brought it over here and sat down because <laughs> I was like, we got to go. Cause I know, I, got- <laughs> I know we've had guests on for the I've past six so weeks. Much, it's yeah. been six weeks since it's been you and me. That's right. And I know we got it two hours in us easy. Yeah. Anyway, I got a two minute bit that I'm going to play us out okay. on. We're just going to listen to it. Uh, Matt, any final thoughts? Uh, you Dan, know I'm sorry I lied to you. Uh, distrust really. all Russians. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't don't take any wooden nickels. Vote for Trump. <laughs> Women are all liars. Uh, don't trust blacks. Um, and, uh, you know. All very good points. Latinos make great gardeners. That's all I'm saying. That's true. There's no way to know who we can trust. So what do we do now? There's only one thing we can do. We have to get guns. Guns? It's the only way for us to be safe. Kyle, even if we thought it could help protect us, how are we all going to get our hands on guns? All right, cool, we got guns. So now what? Maybe you should stand up and speak. I already feel a lot safer. I told you to go upstairs right now! Whoa, Mom, what the hell? I'm not going to tell you again, Eric. It is time for night-night. Mom, put down the gun. I am your mother, and you will do what I tell you. Okay, I am going. Well, then you go right now, mister. I'm going to bed, Mom. Chillax. All right, then. No comic books, just straight to sleep. I love you, sweetie. Okay, I love you too, Mom. Night-night. Wow, he... He listened. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.